0: Hello everyone. Uh, I hope uh, in these moments that you're watching this video that you are are at peace in your heart. You are you are experiencing some stillness of life, maybe some simplicity, and that it just it finds you well. Um, I I'm glad to join you today. A little bit more casual today. I hope that's okay. Hopefully, maybe you're casual where you are, um, but I'm really really glad to be with you even in this in this. Form. Um, you know, before we get into our teaching for today, just real quickly, um, we, we, we as the community of the bridge, those called together, we've tried to pattern our life after what we see in Acts 2.42, which says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and the prayers. We've really tried to pursue seeing all of those characteristics of the body of Christ, the community of God, the household of faith, the family um, that, that we've been given—we try to see all those characteristics present in all that we do. Um, you know, our transformation groups have always desired to operate like small house churches. We've we, we tried to really make sure that we're not just gathering, but that we we're even that we we're incorporating these rhythms uh, into our groups. Well, now our groups are. Our church—they really are all that we have. They are house churches, and we—we we, we want to be really clear and make no mistake that even though we are still this larger community, um, it, man, I mean, like the golden—the golden spot is these these smaller gatherings, and um, and so I just want to encourage all of us to continue to pursue life uh together in creative ways um we, we've got to be creative right now um but there are opportunities and, and this is part of our expression our gather life. so if you're not already connected to a, a house church um we really want to encourage you uh to to be connected um, in the email that this video was a part of you'll see a way in which you can find um, our groups and reach out to a leader, or uh, you can just email connect at thebridgemontrose.org and we can help you in that regard. Um, and I would encourage you to, to reach out and help us connect your life to the lives of others. Um, if you've been a part of a, a, a transformation group um, definitely recognize the opportunity of staying uh, pursuing and connected in this time uh, it is certainly for our good and for god's glory you know our mission statement is that we commit to a journey of transformation together toward jesus for the glory of God um, i know our life is different but our mission is not our identity is not so this is still what we're about and we still um, have a have a a, an opportunity of the gospel of, you know from from our lives as well as through our lives uh, to one another and just so to say we need each other we don't just need human relationship we need the way in which we bring each other to Jesus and bring Jesus to each other um, and, and so our hope is to get the people around us to Jesus again that's uh that's with each other as well as the world around us and again we got to do it in creative ways these days but it's still our opportunity and still an expression of who we are in christ and what he's done in us i also want to make sure you know about um uh, the time that we now have of kind of church-wide uh worship and prayer uh through zoom um and so again in the email that you receive this video there's a link for a Zoom gathering at 1015 every Sunday where Andy will lead us in uh, some corporate worship and then we'll have a time of praying together. And then ideally what we're doing is releasing from there for you to join in in your house church gathering. Uh, for now, probably most most of you are gathering through virtual uh, Zooms. Some of our house churches are still gathering and uh, that your house church leader will help you uh, know uh, the opportunities there. Um, you know and so uh just want to make sure you're aware of all the opportunities and how we are continuing to live out who we are um you know this month we've been in in a month of prayer and fasting we've been focusing on God's heart for sabbath rest and you know we we've gone through a few different focuses each week the first week was stop work the second week was enjoy rest the third week was practice delight and now we're coming out of this week where we contemplate God and um man what a gift to be brought to this place where again we are we are led to think on God um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine this week who is kind of agnostic uh, universalistic in their mindset uh, more humanistic in the way they think of things and, and they they said this they said it is in times like this that I feel myself turning to spiritual needs because my tangible life is so unclear and man I just that hit me like a ton of bricks we, we, we had a, an amazing conversation and I know that this is true for all of us, and so I pray that we you know through all of this, if there's anything I pray comes out of it is that we have a deeper understanding of God's goodness his faithfulness, his heart for creation, that his heart is breaking over sickness and death, just like ours is, and he is working to restore you. He's working to restore the world. He's working to do those things through us as well. So I pray that this week you've had an, a, a, a distinct time of thinking on who God is and that it's been fruitful for you. And, you know, and right now, in our times of teaching, we're, that's what we're calling each other to. We want to lean into the one who holds all things together who is our source of peace and hope and strength the one who is in control our sovereign god and king that's what we're talking about from last week this week and next week Um, last week we you know we talked about how god is sovereign over all of the cosmos and creations and quickly you know we we defined just what it is to be sovereign last week there's the, the common understanding of what it is to be sovereign is to have absolute and ultimate power right which certainly describes god but but in our understanding of God, it doesn't just stop there. It is also not just that he's in control of all things, but also that he has rightful authority. Right, who else is worthy to have that authority? No one but God. And that's what we're resting in. And then also, it's not just he has the right to have the authority, and he's the only one that has the right to have that authority. He also wields that authority rightly over and over again because he is true, he's faithful, and he's good in all that he does. And so, you know, uh, that's what we want to work through. And I, and I meant to say this last week, um, what we're focusing on these three weeks is adapted from a blog post from John Piper called, in true Piper fashion, is plunge, <coughs> excuse me, plunge into the heart and plunge into the ocean of God's sovereignty. Um, so, so I'm thankful for, for John Piper and his leadership of, of the church and us and how we're getting to benefit from that. Um, and so last week, you know, as we just said, the, this idea was that the beginning of our living with peace, assurance, and purpose is understanding the reality that God is sovereign over all the cosmos and creation. And we made these three statements, these three confessions of worship. We praise you, oh we praise you, O oh God, that all authority in the universe belongs to you. We stand in awe, O God, that in your freedom you do all that you please and all that you plan. And then we said we marvel, O God, that you share this total authority and rule completely with your son. If you you weren't able to watch last week's teaching, um, you can go to our website, to the sermons page. And, um, and and listen to that. And there's also some great discussion questions to lead you through processing this. Um, and so just like we did last week, 1 Chronicles 29, 11 through 13 is going to be kind of our framework, our platform, our launching pad to, to our, our thinking on God. We're going to do that again. We're going to start with that verse, those passages again. Just to real quickly remind us, here in 1 Chronicles, what's happening? We see David's concern for the right and worthy worship of God. And so what David is saying here is what matters most is that we understand the full measure of God's glory, power, goodness, and sovereignty if we ever want to experience all that he has promised and all that he is. So let me read 1 Chronicles 29, and and we'll we'll work through this. I'm going to read 11 through 13. It'll be right here. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power of in the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens and in the earth is yours yours is the kingdom O lord and you are exalted as head above all both riches and honor come from you and you rule over all in your hand are power and might and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all and now we thank you O god and praise your glorious name so as we as we see this passage you know, verse 12 points us to the reality that God is not just far off. You know, last week we you know we saw this proclamation of God being farther than we can ever, you know, high above the universe, high above all creation, as high as we can strain to think, as much as we can imagine. It still hits a limit that is beneath the reality of who God is like. That's what we were called to last week, the transcendent, glorious, reality of who God is. And so we see that, but verse 12, verse 12 points us to the reality that God is not just far off and he's not just far above ruling, but that he is involved in our everyday life. His sovereignty enters in to our everyday life in every way. So here's what we want to focus on today. Because God is sovereign and God is good, there's nothing that happens in our life and world that we cannot experience peace and confidence in the midst of. Because God is sovereign and because He is good, there is nothing that happens in our life and world that we cannot experience peace and confidence in, in the midst of. So just as we did last week, we want to come to Scripture, which is God's word about Himself, and let Him teach us about Himself. Just like last week, we'll read and reflect on God's teaching through different passages from all of scripture and then that will lead us to make an offering of worship in response that's what we're going to do through this time so we're going to start again like we did last week reading some passages I want to start with Daniel 2:20 20 through 21 it says this Daniel answered and said blessed be the name of God forever and ever to whom belong wisdom and might he changes times and seasons he removes kings and sets up kings he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He puts, he puts rulers in place and takes them down. He has sovereign authority over the rulers of this world. Job 12:18. he looses the bonds of kings and binds a waistcloth around their hips. Again, he is in charge. Romans 13, one, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. So here is our offering of worship in response to what we see here. We say this, and if you want to say it with me. We submit with reverence to you, O God, because through your son, you remove and install the rulers of the world. We submit with reverence to you, O God, because through your son, you remove and install the rulers of the world. We honor and respect leaders, but they are not our hope or savior. The gospel of Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our savior and he accomplishes his mission and there is nothing out of the reach of his hand. So we can trust the way that God works through those who've been appointed to lead because they are not outside of God's sovereign control they are not side out of Jesus's redeeming work. Okay. So, now we come to our next one. We start with Proverbs 21:1. The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. Jeremiah twenty seven, six and seven. Now I have given all of these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, which by the way was a pagan king against Israel. But God had delivered, he given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, He says, my servant, and I have given him also the beast of the field to serve him. All the nations shall serve him and his son and his grandson until the time of his own land comes. Then many nations and great kings shall make him their slave. Did you catch that? So Babylon was used to, again, they took Israel captive. They were used by God to turn Israel's heart back to him but not to destroy him. They would not prevail because God's promise of covenant was to Israel that they would be restored. So again, we see that even he thought he was doing his own thing. He thought he was ruler of his own domain, but he was even accomplishing the will of God. Isaiah 14, 24 through 25 says, "'The Lord of hosts has sworn as I have planned, so shall it be, and as I have purposed, so shall it stand, that I will break the Assyrian, another kingdom that was against Israel in my land,' And on my mountains trample him underfoot, and this yoke shall depart from them, and his burden from their shoulder. I mean, Assyria, this was the greatest greatest nation for a while. So what does this lead us to say? We see it here. Indeed, O God, you not only raise rulers and put them down, you govern all their deeds in every age. Not just then, but now as well. Just as God's sovereignty ensured the promise to God's covenant people of Israel, it ensured that that promise would be kept. Jesus seals God's promise of the new covenant with all that have called on Christ as Savior and Lord. And that sovereign authority rules and reigns through Christ. The gospel again Let's hear this. The gospel of Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our Savior, and he accomplishes his mission however is necessary, including through our earthly leaders' good and bad decisions. Does that blow your mind? Maybe. All right. So now we come to Psalm 33. Psalm 3310. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. Proverbs twenty-one thirty, no wisdom, no understanding, no counsel can avail against the Lord. No wisdom, no understanding, no counsel can avail against the Lord. All right, so let's let's make this offering of worship. We acknowledge with wonder, O God, that no plan of man succeeds but those which you in unfathomable wisdom permit. Man, I don't know about you, but that is such a gracious comfort to me. One, that I can't mess it up to the point of destruction. And two, no one else can either. God keeps his promises. And it's an invitation to humility, to freedom, to boldness. We, do you realize this? We are liberated by God's sovereignty. We are also guarded by God's sovereignty. We are liberated and we are guarded by God's sovereignty. Have fun unpacking that with those you're with. All right, Job 42.2 says this, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. I know you can do all things and no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Daniel 4.35, all the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say to him, what have, you, what have you done? Isaiah 43:13. Also henceforth, I am he. There is none who can deliver from my hand. I work. And who can turn it back? You know, the disciples in the boat with Jesus, when he calmed the waves, they said, who is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? Right? So now we make this proclamation. And how mighty and wise you are, O God. That no man, no nation, force of nature can thwart your holy plans. And how mighty and wise you are, O God, that no man, no nation, or force of nature can thwart your holy plans. There is nothing beyond God's concern. There is nothing beyond God's control. There is nothing outside of God's promise being kept. God's sovereignty resides over all forces, earthly leaders, nature, and all sorts of influence and calamity. God's will will always be accomplished and God's will is always good because his will is an expression of his character. Remember, you are not alone. Our sovereign God is with you. He's gone before you. He is not surprised, he's not caught off guard, he's not slumbering, he's not fed up. He is with you. Remember that we are with you. You're not alone. Lean into the Lord's truth and comfort in this time and lean into the people around you, even if it's through technology. If you're with others now, whether it be in a house church gathering or over Zoom, I encourage you to dig deeply into the implications for us today of these claims and realities of who God is. If you're by yourself right now listening to this, I encourage you to take some time to look through the discussion questions, uh, maybe journal some of your thoughts and responses and reflections, uh, and then I I would encourage you, engage in a house church. Um, Again, that's where really, like this is what we want to do is to take time to to bring Jesus to one another, and to bring each other to Jesus, and that's where we get to do that. Um, so please, if, with all that I can, I humbly encourage you to to engage in a house church. At the very least, after you prayerfully work through this and journal, find someone uh, to discuss this with. Um, let me close in prayer. Um, God, you are our sovereign God and King, and Lord, you have worked all things good. And you always have been, and you've done that in Jesus. So I pray right now that we would have a comfort, a confidence, a humility, and a courage, and a boldness, Lord, all because of who you are. Lord, we would see that there is nothing out of your control. There is nothing out of your good intention, nothing outside of it, God. So, Lord, we confess that you are faithful. We confess that we have a hard time understanding it all. We confess that our humanity is is often just uh, see. It is what tells us what is true. Um, and, Lord, I thank you that you invite us in our humanity. You meet us where we are. You don't tell us we're wrong for feeling the way we feel. You meet us, and, Lord, you bring us to truth. So, God, we just surrender all to you. Continue to work in us. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.